What's going on, good people? Rich here. Ray here, and <laughs> you the only nigga over 30 still growing. Shout out to Chad. Welcome to episode nine out, okay, of Insecure Season 5. <laughs> What's up, Kyron? How you feeling? I have no idea what I'm going to say this episode. <laughs> I, I, coming out of my mouth is just going to be on the fly today. I, I don't... I'm still collecting my thoughts on this episode, man. My goodness. There are so many thoughts on this episode. I'm going to put this in my top five of the series. Of the series, huh? Of the series. Not okay. just the season. Definitely the season. Um, but the series, yeah. Where was this all season? Uh, man, that's a that's a great question. A lot of people have been asking it. But this is this is classic throwback insecure however you want to call it um chaos chaos and the things that people you know came to know and love it for us but it 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 perfected all of it um this episode was directed and written by prentice penny the show's uh showrunner yeah and um he shot it like a western he said he had westerns in mind when he was shooting it and if you're a western fan you know that means there's a lot of tension pretty much in every single scene and I think that a lot of people can relate because I'm from what I've been hearing, a lot of people were on the edge of their seat the entire 27, 28 minutes of the episode. Would you agree with that? I mean, I 100% was. <laughs> Just from the out the gate with Issa and Nathan looking at apartments, I'm like, oh, shit, they're really doing this. Wow, why? But <laughs> I told you a few weeks ago, that I was a prophet and I'm just going to remind y'all of that because I be knowing what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to these <laughs> niggas in <and> these shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's first. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> you got to give your props. You definitely called out a lot. I called out a lot. I told y'all asses that Nate, that uh, Lawrence and Condola were coming to the party together with that baby. Did yeah. I do? I told y'all that Lawrence one was gonna stay his case, and that we would see Joe's ass again. Now I didn't know that he was gonna be divorced, but um, I just haven't really been too wrong. I mean, I have been wrong about some things, but for the most part, I be knowing. You definitely be knowing ever since you made that statement. It's to, it's it's a uh, it's been holding true. That's I, it. <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, definitely was a good episode. I I don't I haven't ranked it yet. I don't know exactly where I put it, but man, there was a lot going on and some things that I agree with, some things I don't agree with. But we can just jump right into it. I don't even really know where to start. Um. The episode's mainly located at Tiffany's parents' house. But hold on. Before we get into that, let's talk about what you started out with. Okay. Uh, Ethan and Issa apartment hunting. Shit don't feel real. Like, I can't believe. It's like, it's like if Issa was my friend, I'd really be like, yo, you really about to move in with him? And like, everybody's just sitting back trying to be supportive as she moves on. This is a train wreck. Like, this is really, like, this is the first guy after Lawrence that she's living with. Like, I, it doesn't, there's nothing about no, 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 no. She lived with, uh, what's that nigga name? Fine nigga, Daniel. That, that, that don't count. She didn't live with him. She was bumping <laughs> the couch. I meant, like, planned, we're, we're about to do this. Right, 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 right. I mean, I don't know, man. And the realtor set the tone for the episode because he needed his ass whooped. He did out, out the gate, like, sir, why didn't you interrupt them brainstorming if you had already sold the place? And don't even show me something that is on its way off the market. Like you knew that you had an offer in. Don't don't do that. Yeah, said it so nonchalantly too. Like, oh my bad, I ain't want to give you bad. Like, come on, bro. Like, I should slap shit at you right now. Exactly, exactly. So we move from there to uh. Tiffany's parents' house, which is a very nice house. Dope house. Which makes sense. I can understand. It makes a lot of sense as to why Tiffany is the way she is. Absolutely. She's not new to the bourgeois life. Nah, nah. She definitely ain't trying to go to Denver, though. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, And this is where I wish we were getting more because I would like to see Tiffany and Derek 
in Denver and what that does uh, to her mental for Simone, for Kelly, without her ride or die. Um, because Tiffany being in Denver doesn't really affect the, the other cast the way it affects, the way it affects um, Kelly's life. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. And Kelly even being away from Simone as much as we've seen their, you know, relationship blossom this year. It's funny. Right. This- I was a baby, but um, they definitely have a bond. They definitely do. And I don't know. I could see them moving back to L.A. within two years. Like, I don't see that Denver thing being something that lasts for a long time. Derek's family would have to be so super hands-on, and I know that that was one of the draws, but otherwise, I agree with you because it's hard to leave your community. It's hard to leave your people. Yeah, without question. And I will say this. Denver does have good sushi. Uh, When I was out there in November, I went to a spot called Sushi Sasa. I think that's the name of it, Sasa, Sasa. I don't know. If you ever there, check They have some good sushi. And niggas are fractions in Denver. Not a lot of niggas out there. So they were not a lot of niggas. Anytime I've been to Denver was for work. So um, I can't give anybody any tips or hot spots. But shout out to everything that goes on in Denver. Amen. You already know. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Torian for coming through with the come through being on brand for the theme of Denver with his edible deliciousness. Let's just go ahead and segue into Molly and Torian um, and that whole dynamic because hey, I'm here up? for it. I'm here for it. Hey, look, Torian, Torian Loki been the MVP out of all the seasons. Solid dude. Solid dude, man. Funny. Uh, made partner. <laughs> made partner, successful, like Listen, man, it's hard to dislike Torian after knowing what we know. And it's funny, man, because I did not like him. I'm not going to No, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. He was just that kind of... I didn't like him off the dribble either. He was rude. I think he was um, intimidated by Molly from the jump. Uh, But now seeing him and actually getting to know him, some character development, um, I'm here for it. But how we got more character development and backstory on Torian than we had on Daniel in the whole two and a half seasons he was there. Don't love that. But I really, really, dare I say, like Molly uh, the last couple episodes. So I was going to ask you, how you, how can you not like Molly this season? Not, not even just like, how can you not love Molly this season? I mean, she's been this- a crazy entire season. She has been. Therapy works. No, shout I was trying to think of her therapist name, Dr. Jackie. I don't I, nah, I forget her I forget the name. I can't remember. I don't think it was Dr. Jackie, but it's not. That's from Married to Medicine. But shout out to uh shout out to her um and her brown titties because <laughs> therapy is working wonders for Molly. She got a man, she got friends, she's being a friend. I'm here for it. Yeah, Molly, Molly's been incredible this entire season. Definitely got to shout her out. I'm glad that this whole thing has worked out because I remember just like yesterday, us recording the uh, preview. <laughs> she hasn't really done anything that she can really hate on this season. Every she single, really it, hasn't. Yeah, and every time she started down that path, she, she corrected herself. She, of course, corrected herself. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So shout out to Molly. Um, like you said, Torian makes partner. And Molly gave that awkward hug to, you know, obviously. No, she gave him a real hug. And then it got awkward because she forgot she was at work. Corrected. Yes, you were absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> it was at work. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has, uh, you know, been involved in extracurriculars with some of the people in the office. But, you know, you got to play it smooth. Just keep it easy. You know, don't act too weird. You definitely can't be jumping in people's arms with hugs. You know, Torian gave the double hug back. Right. Because um, somebody is going to be in your business or try to. Right. And he, of course, corrected, too, because he said, uh, thanks, Carter. So he's like, oh, motherfucker, we're not that familiar. Yeah, yeah, they trying, they trying to hide it, but they might as well just go ahead and come yeah, out. Yeah, because it. the other um, junior partners or associates was like, oh, they definitely peeped. Oh, yeah, you already know. You already know. It was too awkward. That's why you got to play it cool. You know, you got to be easy with it. Um, like you said, Torian brought the edibles. That's always a win-win. Um, always. It was funny how he just reacted. 
Um, saw the kids and realized that it wasn't that kind of party. It's always that type of party. Even though low-key, it's always that kind of party. It's always that kind of party, man. Don't ever hesitate. And the Joe and Torian situation, just Joe obviously popping up. I'm sure you'll have more comments on that, but <laughs> just the blatant honesty. Obviously, at this point, Molly and Torian have are, are dumb high off the edibles. He's Torian, and it's a nice little flashback to just their relationship when we first met them. Um, but she said it, hey man, this is Tori. I mean, this is Joe. He had an open relationship. We hooked up. It got messy. We good now. And Torian just hit him with the all right, cool. You explain all right, it. cool. We all got a pass. I felt yeah. that. Shout out to Tax Stone. I know you, you know, you part of the Tax Stone. Uh <laughs> you know what it is. He always used to say, man, it's crazy when people used to talk about all oh, that girl used to be a hoe or this, that, and the third. He would always say, Yeah, and I used to be 12. That's 20. it. That's but, it. Yeah, point being, everybody has a past. Like, if you keep living there, you'll never be able to tap anything else. You know, do with that as you may. That's it. I'm here for it. Shout out to Torian for just being an overall good, healthy, sane black male character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, the main thing between those two in the episode, um, besides them, yo, I couldn't imagine a better feeling than being that zooted. And then finding like the supply room where all the like appetizers and snacks are. They did not have to be fucking those hors d'oeuvres up like that. They did not. It was really unnecessary, but I get, <laughs> it, but I understand. <laughs> Everybody loves a good munchie in what feels like it's supply of delicious um, food. That's what I was about. Not hungry. Come on. That's what I was about to say. It's the fact that it was unlimited. It looked like this is just endless. This is gonna be here all night. They were loving it. They was there. Yeah, they was fucking it up. That shit was wild. Like for no reason, though. For yeah. no reason. Torian put them uh macaroni and cheese balls in his suit jacket, sir. <laughs> what yeah. is going and, on? And, 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 they couldn't have been that good, but it could not have been that good. Everything was so chaotic. I loved it. Shout out to them in that closet. And again, the honesty. I was here for an honest conversation. Um, and Molly's vulnerability in that. And has she not have been uh, talking to Scotty or in the clouds? Um, I don't know that she would have said, you know, I don't want you to get tired of me. Because that is something, that is a real thought that women have. But very rarely will you hear that. Like, oh, no, people get tired of me quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. You, it's hard to really say that and explain what you meant other than that. Other than that, as somebody who gets tired of niggas quick, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> oh, snap. I mean, I can be exhausting too. So don't let me just get on here and be running my mouth. But nah. I did these niggas quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick you know, er, quick er. No, nah, I definitely appreciate the honesty. It was real. It was that just solves a lot of things, man. I don't know why people, you know, don't like keeping it a book, but um not just that, the vulnerability that each one of them is showing with each other. You know, they really seem, they, the same thing we say about Nathan and Nisa, how it just seems fake and real. Like, Molly and Torian seem real and genuine. You know? He really likes her. Yeah, definitely. You can tell he's invested. Like, he's found, like, he's giving her the one eyes. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. the one to really see this going somewhere, you know, long term, long, long term. I'm here for it. Yeah. Everyone deserves happiness and to find their person. So if Molly got to be the one to do it, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine, Issa, fine, fine. We only have one episode left. Yeah, because Issa, on the other hand, is a mess. But before we even get into her, baby, any thoughts on Dro? I know you mentioned, obviously, that you were uh, Rachel Domus and predicted. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about him just her and Molly's interaction, but what did you just think about him popping up this episode? Um, I knew that he was friends with Derek, but I more so thought that Candace uh, was Tiffany's friend as well, you know? So 
the fact that Dro is the one who came or the one that got the invite, I was a little surprised about that. And that he brought a random ass date because it's only been essentially a year since um maybe two years since we saw Dro and Candace because I'm thinking, you know, Condolas had the baby and the last time we saw Dro, Candace wasn't pregnant and then now Simone has had a first birthday. So it's been at least two years um since we've seen him. So question, did you leave Candace with this baby? Um also Dro and Candace did not have an open relationship. I feel like his comments when Molly was telling Torian, he was like, hold that down. Um, He was embarrassed, not because of he and Molly's situation, but because it was not the truth that they were in an open relationship. All right, so where do you... First of all, I don't know why you're surprised that that Dro just had some random chick with him. Like, that's... I mean that's a dro that's a dro uh characteristic or behavior. That's just something he would Don't do. Don't bring no random bitch around my friends. Come on now, you know he would. Why wouldn't he? That's dro. That's what he does. He does weird shit. But let me let me get back to this. What makes you think they didn't have an open relationship? Because look, all right. Before you even answer that, I was with you for the longest, mm-hmm. and then it's just something that they never addressed or caught dro in a lion. And here we are with one episode left at this point. And it still was never addressed. So I always just assumed like that was just their way of bringing that conversation into the black community about open relationships and open marriages. I always, you know, like I said, I didn't think they were at first, but after a while I was like, all right, then they really were because it never came back to bite them. What makes you think that's not the case? I never thought that they were in one ever. And I still do not. Um, that could have been the introduction to the black community to open relationships. But I do just think that it's one of the many storylines that sort of fell to the wayside or that we didn't get um, a clear picture of. I think that there is a possibility that maybe everybody, well, we know everybody didn't know about um, Dro and Molly's affair. Um <laughs> 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 but uh, just the his facial expression as she was explaining it because the reality is is that she wasn't that loud so nobody across the yard would have heard what she was saying you know so he looked around nobody else was an earshot of that conversation so that was your guilty conscience like oh hold on hold that down be quiet please uh-uh, chill out don't don't say that so that to me is why I genuinely do not believe that it was ever an open relationship. Now, on the flip side, it could have been, and that very well could be uh, what led to the demise of their relationship because, you know, niggas will try anything at the end uh, to keep their partner. Like, oh, yeah, let's do threesomes. Let's have an open relationship. Well, really, you're just um, getting ready to leave that nigga anyways. I think Candace found some young nigga. At one of those retreats. That was rocking her shit. <laughs> Dro found out about it, got salty. Because <laughs> he looked like a nigga that was in despair. Like, he just got shit going on, man. He's trying to figure out life right now. It went that- bad, bro. It definitely went bad for Dro. I just got to say that much. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Candace is the one that left. Um, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, And to your point, I could definitely see Dro being upset that Candace has a slide. So even if, you know, yes, we have this open relationship, but it's only open for you. You know how niggas do. Uh, so once she opened it up for herself, now he feels away. That's called a relationship for us. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> but I am under the belief that I still do believe. I'm with you. I Trust me, I get what you're saying. I For the longest, I just felt like, man, this nigga, because you're the type of nigga that will lie about that. Exactly. He's a liar. You got you you'll lie when the truth will do. You know what I'm saying? So I always thought that was kind of weird, but at the time, like I said, the storyline never got picked up. So I went with, you know what? It's cool. You could be absolutely right. Who knows? Audience, let us know. Listeners, please. Like let us know what y'all think. Yes. Were Candace and Dro in an open relationship or nah? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. No, they were not. But go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? 
I was gonna back us up to lead us to the party because I want to bring our attention back to Chad really quickly. We Let's see, do it. We see he and Nathan, uh, he and Lawrence, excuse me. Yeah, don't them. <laughs> um, at one of their houses. I think that was Lawrence's old apartment. Um, oh no, that probably had to be Chad's house. What do you think about Lawrence contemplating not going to the party? I know we touched on it last week, but now seeing the conversation in full and the episode, how do you feel about that? Um, some sucker shit. Um, as you pointed out when we talked about the previews last week, like it was just some sucker shit that he wasn't gonna go to the party because of Issa, like grown ass man in your 30s and your ex gonna be somewhere so you can't say peace to your nigga that's moving to a whole different state come on man like that's some sucker shit i'm sorry and i'm gonna like everybody knows. and this who you came for every week come on man yeah that was, <laughs> like that's weird that's weirdo behavior like that's the fact that that was a thought on his mind like everybody's been in a situation where they've been in a room with somebody they didn't want to be in that room with but right. for the greater cause, you let that shit ride. Like exactly, you don't have to speak. Like that, people don't have to speak. Yeah, you in the same room, but you can navigate. Everybody knows what it is. The fact that it even crossed his mind that he wasn't going because Issa was going to be there. All right, man, he's let me down, Lawrence. I'm disappointed. <laughs> you know, I hate when Lawrence does shit that I can't defend. He did a couple things that I didn't agree with. We'll get to him later. But hey, Lawrence was on one all episode. <laughs> this nigga I will say this: um, Chad has always been a favorite character of mine. Like I will watch a spinoff of Chad. And 100%. since season one, he's always kept it a buck with Lawrence and told Lawrence about himself when Lawrence couldn't see it. You mm -hmm. know, reminds me of a uh, in season one. I think in the finale or the episode before the finale when they were smoking on the balcony and. Chad told him, like, you know, you were in your feelings, you know, Carl Thomas, whatever he was, whatever he said, type of nigga. Like, uh-huh. You're not a bad dude, man. You're a good dude at heart. Like, that's who you are. Um, the same thing this episode. Chad ended up telling him, like, yo, you know, she she let you go, you ain't fight for her. Sounds like y'all peaceful to me. Told him, you know how you are sitting back letting life happen to you, like you in the dock of the bay. That was Shout out to Otis Redding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a that was a hilarious line, by the way. Great reference. And he told him, like, look, remember all the things I went through to get Leah back for barely titty fucking a woman? Another great line. For barely fucking titties. And we did. We saw Chad, you know, he went through all the steps to get Leah back. And he I went do, to church. <laughs> went to church. I do think it's hilarious that we've heard Leah's names since season one and we still haven't seen Leah. Don't know. Never seen this woman. Ever. Yeah. Ain't heard no heels clicking in the background. Nothing. No yeah. voice, no like Wilson on home improvement where we see maybe just the eyes or just some random body part, nothing. Yes, as well. Yeah, that's comedy to me. But uh, let me let me tie that point up and let me ask you something. So I get Chad's point. You didn't fight for your girl. You didn't do enough to get Issa back. All right, I understand what Chad is saying and I agree with him. At the same time, Lawrence was about to have a baby. Issa stayed. She tried for however long she tried. And then they had that conversation that we saw on film. Well, not even a conversation, just a quick, you know, I've been thinking. And if Issa breaks up with you and you, Lawrence, you got to let her have that space. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of emotion and a lot of um, a lot of things to sort through that you can't really do in a day or two. You got to have a lot. Of, you got to let her have her space, sort those things out. And then you come back and try to see if you can make some shake. But I'm not mad at Lawrence for not directly trying to fight for it because Issa got to digest that. You're not making things better. You're going to make them worse if you try to force uh, force feed that situation. Mm, yes and no. Okay. Yes and, yes and no. Yes and no. As a nigga who is uh, well-versed in a similar scenario. What? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, as somebody who knows why the cage bird sings, I think that you give her that space, but not a year and a half worth of space. No, hell no, nah, not that much. You're right about that. 
you you figure that shit out and think Lawrence was being extremely childish. So even looking back to the first episode, not sure how how pregnant Condola was at the time. Um, but we know that he hadn't been speaking to her, so he wasn't even making that situation right. Like Lawrence was doing nothing but serving himself again. The bitches in labor, he's laying it low and spreading it wide in the San Fran, you know. Well, hold um, on. Oh. He comes back uh when he feels like it. He has an attitude, and so does she. Like they're not meshing. He wasn't in a place, he had done no real work um until Ja or baby Eli, whomever, <laughs> was four or five months old. You know what I'm saying? So now, however, what is he, six months now at this point? He he wasn't doing anything to fix the situation. So he had that flight scare, that turbulence, and that made him want to grow up and show up for his son and also show up for Condola. But the reality is, Chad is right. He didn't fight for Issa. So when he came back, that could have been your end. You know what I'm saying? Even if it had been however long, you've been here all this time. And had you, you didn't reach out to her after you saw her at the hospital. You had no idea why she was there. Nothing in you said, let me see what the fuck is wrong with my girl. Whether we're speaking or not, the number ain't changed. I can get in touch with you if I want to. I can come find you. I know where you live, you know? And he didn't do any of that. The only reason he called her was because she drunkenly called him. He took no initiative at any point other than when he told her about this random ass baby for their relationship. And that was over a year ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very well said. I mean, I can't say nothing about that. But I know. Agree. No. Anyway. <laughs> While I said all of that, I do agree that it shouldn't have taken no year and a half. But I know year and a half. Out, yeah, if you need she, if she needs some months to figure some stuff out, you give it to her. That's a lot to drop on somebody. That's all. And, and this is the thing. I'm not saying that they would have gotten back together because the reality is, is you don't need to be dealing with no nigga with no fucking infant anyway, unless you're the mama. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the first thing. But at no point was he trying to reassure her like you know what I know this is tough babe please let me figure this out like I don't want to lose you all the things that he said in tonight's episode are things that he could have said in this whole year and a half two year time span and you didn't even when she broke up with him, like, okay, I feel you. Yeah, my shit is fucked up right now. I got to let you go. I got to let you figure some things out. But you knew you weren't happy all these months later. You've been here and you've said nothing. It's been radio silent on your end. And now you're not going to come to Derek and Tiffany's party because I'm there. Even though you just see me in the hospital and have no idea why the fuck I was there. Are you crazy? And man, Lauren should have been sending wine and wing stop. Come on, man. Damn, man. It's all good, though. I beat Lauren. Rough guys. day for the Lawrence High, man. Rough day for the <laughs> So. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, quick shout out to Amal. Shout out to Amal, the instigator. Love um, him. Hey, Amal's <laughs> the look he shot Lloyd's after uh <laughs> after Nathan said they were going apartment hunting. And that Lawrence and Nathan knew what he was doing. A shout out to Nathan in that moment too. I, I, he ain't low either. All right, Rachel. So let's go ahead and just get into the thick of it. We have mixed company in one setting. Mm -hmm. Um we have Lawrence and Nathan at the same uh, party. We have Condola and East at the same party. Let's just talk about some of these interactions because obviously we see Laura and Issa. Oh, Lauren. Lawrence mm -hmm. and the um, he should call him Lauren. He's acting like a bitch. Um, Hello. Gotta, nah, chill. You ain't got to agree. I can talk about my man. 
can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could check my homie, but you can't. Right? I can say he was acting like a bitch. <laughs> I got it. Nah, but we see Lawrence and Issa look at each other, give themselves a glance, and obviously they just need to talk it out. That awkward energy that Condola was talking about this episode, it was just it was full in, in, in the backyard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Between those two. And the different thing about this one is that there's, I don't know if you want to call Condola a partner, but we'll call her a partner in some sense. Their significant others, whatever you want to call it, we're noticing as well. Um, mm-hmm. It was very telling. Nathan's insecurity started popping out. Once he looked over and saw it was Lawrence, like, oh, that's him, right? Like, what's he doing here? Asking a bunch of questions that I was just like, like, dog, like, why are you handling it this way? Like, chill. Like, His we- whole demeanor changed for the rest of the episode. But you supposed to play a G if you Nathan. Like you really supposed to play a G because I got I got your girl or your ex girl, whatever you want to call it. We were just apartment hunting, so that should make you a little bit more comfortable, even though we don't believe it. Nathan believe it. Um but I don't know. He does he, he I don't know, man. I, I can't figure that thing out. That shit ain't real. I keep saying it, but it ain't real, but I don't know if Nathan believes it the way that um we're trying to put on i think nathan may feel the same way the audience does but he's trying to go with it because he does really care about isa okay then we'll definitely see how that's gonna end up this last episode but um yeah nathan should have kept the g a little bit more and, and he could, but he's an emotional guy very uh, much, very much. feelings and it's questionable like mm, i don't know you you're not steady yeah, and we have the moment where obviously Condola walks in on Issa and the crew um, in the middle of a good laugh, and then obviously turn the heads uh, with the awkward hey to Condola as she walks in, and they handle it much better than Lawrence and Nathan. I will say what? that. Yeah. Question Is Tiffany being fake towards Condola? You know what? Um, I don't. I don't want to say she's being fake, but I think it goes into what you mentioned earlier about storylines that just weren't picked up or forgotten about. Like, it's almost like the show forgot that Tiffany and Condola are friends. They made it more so like Condola being a guest of Lawrence versus a friend of Tiffany's. You know what I mean? 100%. Because it was kind of weird that she didn't at least stay in the kitchen or have any any real dialogue with Condola um, the entire episode, for what I recall. None. But especially and- that moment when it's so intimate. Yep. And I can respect that Issa is more Tiffany's friend for whatever that's worth. Cause you know, not really. Um, but Condola just told us in episode three that you were who she called on to take her and baby Eli to the emergency room. And you can't speak to me in front of your other friends. Are you crazy? Yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of like that. I, I don't like that. Um, I'm the going- energy go ahead. No, I'm going to go with the show making that scene about Issa and Condolan having a moment more so than anything else. Like I'm imagining like a lot of things I've imagined this season happen off camera where I'm sure they had their conversations and their time to catch up. I think that scene was just set up for them to to uh, have a moment and I'll just leave it at that. I hear you but thinking back to Simone's party Tiffany ain't really speak to her like that there either. Mm, good point. Good point. So I don't I don't know if they let that relationship fall by the wayside or what's happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, are y'all not as cool, sister urgent care? You ain't giving no gas. Money? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because Issa wasn't at the uh wasn't at the what at Simone's party. Not that we nope. saw. Nope, she wasn't. So, yeah, very good point. Uh, no gas money. You, you a fool for that. <laughs> um, on LA the other hand, what'd you say? LA is expensive. Yeah, facts, facts. On the other hand, we have Lawrence and Nathan having a barbecue conversation. Very, uh, mm-hmm. very Wood and Darius, you know, that's Miles Pageant. Not this time, D. 
<laughs> very <laughs> shout out to Love Jones. Yeah, shout out to Love Jones. Very much those type of vibes. Um, man, I hate I, I hate seeing men be so messy, but that's exactly Lawrence what... was on Nathan's head. Do you hear me? Lawrence could have just let that go. You know what I mean? The conversation was shifting. Uh, shout out to Torian for being the comic relief. The man, Torian said it's so tense. Hey, for real, like, hey, man, y'all, y'all want barbecue? So, am I ordering barbecue? Because it'll be here in twenty minutes. But yeah, Lawrence could have let that go, but he may. I don't know, man. I'm still holding that. La still got some good barbecue, and Nathan stood his ground. I can't be mad at him. And I have been to Blood Souls, and it is very good. However, Texas barbecue does have it's has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, Do with that what you will. <laughs> I was about to say the only time I went to Texas after I became a pescatarian. So go figure. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I hate um, that for you. I know, man, because I, I know Texas barbecue probably go crazy, but it's so good. So good. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But the look that Lawrence gave Nathan when he found I know we talked about it earlier, but when he found out that Nathan and Issa were moving in, that's when the clock started ticking in Lawrence's head. Oh, 100%. Because That's- at first he was just peeping out the scenery, wishing a nigga would. Like, you know, okay. Hmm. What is this? I hate how he dresses. This nigga's whack. Okay. But. <laughs> and, uh, Nathan was dressed like a bum. I don't know what was he going on. He was dressed horribly. I hate how he dresses. Don't come with my, around my friends looking raggedy. And you know my old nigga gonna be there. You better step. Are you crazy? <laughs> Hey man, Nathan was looking me off the dribble. Looking crazy on the block. Man, I'm not fucking with Nathan. But yeah, so after that, after Lauren sizes him up, Amal throws Nathan at alley oop. <laughs> uh, because Amal's facial expression was also a classic in that moment. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, before we get into the main part of this episode, which I'm sure we have the most thoughts on, um, mm-hmm. a couple quick shout outs, and we'll get into anything that I might be forgetting. Um, okay. one, shout out to Kelly out here stealing moms. Shout out to Kelly stealing moms because I can definitely see that happening, and I love the line. Could you put in group chat? Nah, she would not like that because she meant that. Yeah, Yo, your mom ain't trying to be in a group chat with you. Period. Yeah, we talking about your ass in here for real. Right, um, right. Talk about how much of a mess your life still is. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Eric or Arik, whatever the barber's name is, real quick. But do Arik you have anything? Been a writer. Yeah, but do you now nah, hold on hold on? Yeah, we'll get to Arik. You have anything <laughs> else you want to do before we get into that in the last scene of this episode? Um I don't think so. Uh not really. Oh, I do want to make note. Condola told Lawrence that uh, the conversation with Easy was easy with Issa and it broke the ice, but really it wasn't. It was still extremely um, uncomfortable. So the fact that you have peace just after that little bit of congratulations, I know Condola crazy for real. Now, I know I've been cheering for her, but now I think she's nuts. <laughs> it was It was very awkward. I don't... I didn't know what she. What, I don't know what conversation she had that I missed. Yeah, I, it wasn't the same it. one. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not gonna say she's crazy, but yeah, Condola, she's in her own world. She but, does, quite as it's kept, she still owes Issa a real apology for ghosting her. Party, I know she said it a little bit during the when she showed up, but not for real, for real. She just was like, "Bitch, I'm here for Spotify." So that's the first part. Um. I think that she may be a little jealous of Issa's success because she's out. She's not doing events. She's home with that baby. That's real. So That's- you brought up uh, not Rogelio. What's his name? Raphael. Um, Where'd you get Rogelio? There was. Hey. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> There is there was something to that to me, other than the fact that I'm low key keeping tabs on your ass too. Like, bitch, okay, now I see what you're doing. Um, 
All right, I gotta talk about art. Could just be me. Could just be me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Condola is. There's one episode left. Condola's out the. She. It's a wrap for her. She's not. She's. She's Lawrence's baby mom at this point. Um. <laughs> Arik. I got an issue with Arik. Because Arik was quick to set things off at a going away party, but he was acting like a bitch in front of Suge. Like he's nice. the man. Talking about some, you gotta let these niggas know, man. You can't let motherfuckers talk crazy at you. But Suge was definitely talking crazy at Nate and Loki, everybody else in the shop. And Argo's the one. Oh, hold on, y'all. Chill out. Like, nah, man. Arg's the type of dude to get, uh, he'll just slap in front of his family. Very fair assessment. Yeah, I just didn't. Listen, if it wasn't for that Suge scene, I'd have been like, man, all right, then. Like, that Barbie community ride hard for each other. But don't be on that, like, this is a going-away party, bro. There's kids here. Like, why are you talking about riding, you know, riding it? And for real, for real, at this age, that should not be our first response. All right. <laughs> Her ex-boyfriend's in there. That doesn't warrant it. All right, you want to fuck him up? Like, nah, man. Like, all right, you good? Like, everything cool? Like, he ain't starting no shit, is he? If he is, can right. you handle yourself? Like, I don't Shout know. Out to- all those barber puns. But I do feel you on that. Arik was equally silent uh, during the Suge debacle. Um, and again, because we've missed so much in the season, maybe they discussed it and pieced it up. Um, and he explained why he was radio silent in that altercation. But it was such a contrast to to this week's what we see. Like, oh my God, you're so about it. <laughs> He, he wasn't just Why? ready silent. He wasn't just radio silent. Like he was, he was like really like standing up for Suge. Like you know, he didn't want to bring everybody in. Everybody just relax. We ain't perfect. Like the fact That's that he was, he wasn't even saying nothing. He was on Suge. Man, listen, all right, shut the fuck up. Talk like about. <laughs> um, it was a very weird thing. Um. And I'm concerned about Nathan. In what respect? Uh, why he's very, I said it earlier, he's very emotional. Um, and even how he came out to meet with Arik, like, pick your head up, put your <laughs> shoulders back. Like, <laughs> what is going on here? You know, um, I. I'm not talking about mentally ill people, but Nathan is so unsteady to me. Like, he's off his square way too much for me to trust you as a partner and somebody to live with. And that leads us into the end of the episode, those last crucial five minutes. <laughs> right, right. I, I I get what you're saying because I think that's more of a Nathan character. I think that's more in his character more so than him being diagnosed as bipolar. I think yeah, that he's... Yeah, and that's why I wanted to differentiate what I'm saying about him being off. I'm not talking about bipolar. I'm talking about just as a person, like, uh, mm, you got some shit about you that's not quite right. Like, you ain't steady. You ain't level-headed. You're easily thrown off. I, I wouldn't trust that. Right, right. And it's crazy, because I think they alluded to it that episode. The episode Issa um, told Nathan that she loved him. Um, when he was mm-hmm. telling about the dog and his dad, he used to tell him, like, if anybody, you know, messes you up, you better messing up more. I, I'm messing up the line, but just kind of mm. that mentality that he had growing up, like almost kind of always be always looking over that over, other shoulder for something else to happen. Um, and that that display that's displayed as in his adulthood. Um, Does Nathan has a have a temper? Um, I think that I think Nathan's probably had a lifetime of people just trying him and just testing him and just, I think that yes and no, I think that he's quick to pop off because he's expecting people to like test him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we, I don't think he's had as bad as a temper as we've seen from the first time we met Nathan in the back of that Uber. Um, I that, mean, cause he was throwing hands within the first 10 minutes of us meeting him. 
Yeah, that Nathan, that, there wouldn't have been a shoving match with uh, Lawrence. I think he would have actually went for a swing or, you know, some kind of something a little bit more physical. Um, you, you, The show is definitely doing a, a – making a point of showing that he's he's aware that his – he you know, he's battling bipolar disorder. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give me a minute. I need to – you know, trying to catch himself and catch his thoughts. Um, but that scene in general – Oh man, let's let's back up some, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, let me ask you this question: Which scream was funnier? Was Issa's scream when she ate, bit into the um, the scorching hot macaroni cheese ball, or was it the Issa scream when she saw Lawrence? The Lawrence scream, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was just like the the dream. It's just like the dream sequence. It, exactly that. Exactly that. Eat food being too hot for Issa. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. That's on brand. Her greedy ass. But this, coming off of last week's multiple dream sequences with Lawrence, um, appearances. Yeah, man, this was the one. So, uh, here's my issue. Here's my main yep. episode with Lawrence. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh, I get what you're trying to do. But you got to read the room. There's a certain way to have this conversation. That's why that nigga snuck up on her in the bushes. <laughs> and I feel that. Like, I can even let him slide with that. Like, I'm not even mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you got a little chance. I, obviously, I love how he waited until Godola left. Um, because like we said last week, if you're going to make any relationship work at this point in your life, it's going to be with your baby moms. Come on, man. Mother your child is always priority number one. But as soon as she left, he saw the opening. And Lawrence, going back to your point, Rachel, you had a year and a half to say all of this. Like, you on, don't man. do it at Tiffany and Derek's going away party, which quick pause. How many events has uh, Lawrence disrupted of Tiffany's and Kelly's? I mean, Tiffany and uh, Derek's, excuse me. The birthday party for Derek. Birthday party. Uh, the baby's birthday party. Uh-huh. Uh, the baby's birthday party. Yeah. That's two. Yeah. So that's two. Um, the baby shower actually went well. It did. I'm trying to think. It, it's, it's been a few. But, Lawrence, man, you got to slide to her and like, look, man, Issa, I know there's a lot going on when we broke up. I know I ain't really come after you, but I wanted to make sure I, you, get, you got your space. I've had a lot of things that I wanted to say to you, you know, for the past year and a half, which sounds stupid. But anyway, a lot of things I've been wanting to say to you. Listen, I know this ain't the time or place. Can we talk? Can we get can we get together this week? Can we I, I really, you know, for old time states, can we really have this conversation? That's how you kind of go about that. You don't 100%. Spill, you don't spill the I love you and blow up the spot because you're not going anywhere with that conversation. You're not making that. She told you like we're gonna do this now. I can't do this now. Like bruh. Accept that. And I feel him. Like, are you happy? Like, she ain't answered the question. Because she's not. She ain't answered the question. But she's <laughs> trying to, like, make this Nathan thing work. Desperation. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I feel what you said 1,000%. I would have been pissed at that nigga. But also, low key, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> oh man, because I'm toxic. So, um, yeah, ah, 100%. Not the time or place for that. And you snuck up, you sneak up on me. First off, people are crazy, you can't be doing that. Um, he didn't respect Issa's boundary of, hey, we're not right here, not right now. And I get wanting to now fight, but I'm pissed because this is also the first time we see Lawrence fight for Issa in the whole five seasons of their relationship that we've seen. He didn't fight for it when she cheated like you just dipped in the middle of the night and left that raggedy best buy shirt you didn't fight for it at all you didn't fight 
for to maintain the relationship. It was too much ego, too much pride when you had a partner's raggedy ass around, even with even when you strung um titties, when you when you uh strung Tasha around <laughs> for that time, you know what I'm saying? And then even with Kendola, like you how he came at Issa when you found out that she and Kendola were building this relationship. And when Kendola even told you that, you know, we just broke the ice. We weren't talking about you negatively. It was just something that needed to happen. As little and minute as that conversation was, Lawrence blew down on Issa. Like, nigga, but you love me though. Like, yeah, we have time apart let it go and come back see how strong it was shout out to dmx but um i don't really feel that i'm put off by the desperate act of all of this machismo all of this shit that lawrence is doing right now in the ninth hour when really not just did not only did you have a year and a half to to do this you really have five of them things Mm. i don't I don't know. I don't know. And I know that uh, Chad put that battery in his back, you know, like, nigga, you ain't fought for none of this time. Like, I'm not surprised that y'all aren't together. You can love her all day long, but you've done nothing to prove it, you know? And then now you've made it even harder for you guys to have a functional relationship or a meaningful relationship in any capacity because yeah, that was babies. <laughs> like the fuck so yeah. I, I didn't feel that yeah that was the biggest thing for me that's why you have to approach it the way I said it earlier because you're not ma- there's nothing that's coming from what he did in this actual episode that's gonna make this better like you're only gonna fracture things more than anything like if you no. do have a chance to talk to her which quick question for you I, was having a- <laughs> I would've caught that nigga in the car So hello. I, I think hello, you just hello, hello. Question. <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone earlier and uh-huh. she was she was saying that Lawrence had to go all out because that was his only chance. That was his one shot. Which yeah. I was like, nah, man, he's he's, he's accessible. Like he said we'll yeah. talk to Lawrence. Do you agree with that or not? Well, you think that was Lawrence's only chance? <laughs> Issa ain't called Lawrence back when she seen that he called her. But do you think that was Lawrence's last chance, his only chance? No. But he had he had to do something. Yes. He he did. To do, did he have to do all of that? No. Um no. but he had to he had to pull her to the side. He had to speak to her at the party if he wanted any chance of reconciliation or even just to be able to clear the air with Issa and tell her like, hey, I still love you. I don't know if we can come back. I don't know if we can work it out, but I just really need you to know that. Um, And that I think about you. What did he say? I'm not whole. I'm not happy without you in my life. All the shit y'all niggas be saying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, he had to he had to give it a little something. He didn't have to do all of that though. That that's my point. Um now I don't know what this does for them speaking now because it did go so far left. Um but had he just pulled her off to the side like you said, um the door definitely would have been open for another conversation and then she could have told that nigga she's not really happy with nathan and she misses him <laughs> Feel me? and if he want to come home he can <laughs> could have went well for uh for lawrence if he played his card have gone well now nah, nigga like well. me, it probably still will go well because i don't get enough <laughs> if i was lawrence i if I was Lawrence, Issa, I, me and Issa would have been chilling next episode. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, another have you dis- ever fought for a woman? You said what? 
Have you ever fought for a woman? Fought for your love? You don't have to divulge too much, you know. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure I have. Or at least fake did. I was about to say, that doesn't sound very convincing. I did some (laughs) bad shit, you know. I'm talking about jump on a plane on a one-way ticket, no return flight, because I got to come see about you. Uh, <laughs> I got some, to come some fix Will, this. Some goodwill hunting I got to see about a girl shit? That's it. Nah, I ain't never done. Nah, man. All right, man. You out, man. It's been cool. <laughs> ah, see? Uh-uh. See, you Lawrence Hyde for real. That's the problem. That's what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's wrong <laughs> with y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I, I'll tell you after. <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> I've got um. I've got another. But shout out to those get on the plane to come fix it. <laughs> I got to yeah, man. Shout out to y'all. Uh, <laughs> I got another issue with Lawrence this episode. This might have been my last issue with him. Okay, this your boy, so I'm here for it. Yeah, man, you can't be that tall and not call Nathan a little nigga. Like Nathan, as soon as Nathan approached you, asking what's going on, little nigga, get the fuck out of here. That would have been my response about. As soon as Nathan said all this, little nigga, shut up, ride out. Little nigga, like it'd have been little nigga ten more times before the the scene ended. That, and if I'm Lawrence, especially once it got tense. Well, I tell you, aside from calling him a little nigga, I would have tore that fucking them khakis in <laughs> 1975 work shirt <laughs> up. I would have dogged him like, I know your tacky ass ain't coming over here. Hey, you know, you know how you go back to the Goodwill where you got that shit from. I cannot get over how embarrassed I would have been with Nathan looking like that as my nigga around my friends and my old nigga there that I still love. Are you crazy? And this is just me and and the shit I be having going on in life. (laughs) But if I'm Issa and and dealing with Lawrence and this, that nigga's gonna dog me because why you out with this tacky nigga? What is going on? Yeah. This who you running around the city with? Low key. Like yeah, low key. Like I'm low key. I don't even want you no more, Issa. Like on this, your head. Do you? Yeah. If this what you want? Me? Like if this what you want now? Like if this was you dropped to? Like we've obviously, you obviously changed, and I don't know who you are anymore. And <laughs> not even it's the best dress, but Lawrence could dress. Lawrence could always dress. When he got up out them sweatpants, you know? I was willing to accept uh brrrat, brrrat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My TSA homie, but But man, this, you up. down bad. Are you okay? Yeah, man. I digress, but we digress. We digress, man. Going back to this scene. <laughs> going back to this scene. Man. Nathan and Lawrence. I think we both agree Nathan had every right to feel and act the way he felt, right? At this point. Yeah, at, at this, this point in the episode, seeing them two and the way Lawrence know we were having a conversation. Like, all right, man, you already started a barbecue conversation. Now I'm really like we gotta we gotta see each other. That's it. That's it. At that hey, I would have shot that nigga. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Because the drinks have been flowing all day. You know, this exactly. is this, the sun is set at this point. So the drinks have been flowing all day. Already, we already got tension. I already don't like you. My moves change as soon as I see you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we got to set it off. I don't care whose house this is. That's it. And the reality is, I I, uh, I didn't give Nathan any grace um, when his mood changed. But now that I'm thinking about it, I understand Lawrence isn't just Issa's ex that she's still very much in love with. Lawrence is Issa's ex that stifled y'all's relationship already. Y'all's budding romance. You told her you wanted her. You was trying to be down and how you love her so much. But she said, nigga, I'm getting back with my real nigga. (laughs) You hate this man. Off the dribble, and I, this how you doing all day? They had to fight. <laughs> that's that's it. 
you you thinking that he's in the bay. You don't even know he's moved back. So now somebody that I thought was even out the picture is back in the city. Nah. And how long have you known this nigga was here lurking? Yeah, now why? No, he's. Here. That's my question. Why do you know he's here? Yeah, yeah man. You what he said? Oh, to be with his girl, his baby. Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, man, shit. Yeah, all right. Uh, who wins that fight? If they really square up, who wins that fight? Nathan. Mm. Lawrence got Lawrence is tall, but I don't see Lawrence having ever been in a fight before. We know Nathan has hands because he beat that big nigga ass in the back of the car. Yeah, but Nathan, but Lawrence fighting for Issa. But if you don't know how to fight, you don't know how to fight. I mean, you know, you might figure some shit out on the fly. Um, <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence does not strike me as one who has hands at all. He's corny. Lawrence has been uh, chill out. I ain't saying all that. Uh, but <laughs> definitely been held back. Lawrence has had some great friends who held him back when things got spicy, um, because they knew Lawrence ain't really want to fight. Right. So they did the whole like, all right, we're gonna make you look tough, but we're gonna hold you back. Kind of like what happened this episode. But he doesn't strike me as one who has hands. So right. what part of Virginia is Lawrence from? <laughs> yeah. from uh, that because that might change my answer. <laughs> he, he ain't from Newport News. He ain't from Newport News. He ain't is he from Tidewater? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. He's from <laughs> Richmond. Yeah, we need more answers, but uh definitely not Hampton, nowhere like that. I don't know, man. Explosive uh, episode. Obviously. Issa's got decisions to make. She's and got decisions to make, okay? And she is out, okay? I feel uh, more strongly about Issa not being with either one of them when all this is said. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Lawrence and Issa, if you were still in the group that was hoping that they'd be together, I think this episode and that scene was enough to show, you might disagree, I think that was enough to show that that's not happening. They're not in a space um, to where that can realistically happen. Um, it just seems way too far-fetched that they somehow had some magic conversation in this next episode and ended up together. Like, I just, I've been saying it the whole time. They do not end up together. I still stand by that. Um, I also think she's going to be honest with herself and realize she's not being fair to Nathan um, and, and things with him. Um, I don't know. Maybe Maybe Nathan tries to end things with her. Maybe he realizes that she still loves him because it's, it's pretty evident at this point that she definitely loves Lawrence, whether she wants to be with him or not. And she still needs a little bit of time to, you know, heal from it, no matter how many apartments she looks at. <laughs> so, um, I might have flipped a little bit. <laughs> you think so? You, you think they, uh, I don't know that they end up together, but it's not over. Um, I think we may end with them being out or something together or having a conversation like a door opening and they walk in or walk out, you know, something to that effect, maybe not some sequence wedding like we had spoken about before, but the door is definitely open. Uh, I do agree with you. Uh, Nathan is going to see his way out because he sees where he cannot compete, where he does not compare. Hello. Um, but that's that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that this episode, I mean, excuse me, I think that this series ends, like you said, um, with the possibility. What do you... It's either going to be the possibility or the final closure of those two. Yeah. And, but, and what do you think about Condola? Like, you said earlier that, you know, okay, at this point, she's just a baby mama. But um not just a baby mama. Shout out to all the baby mamas out there. But y'all know what I meant. Yeah, shout out to y'all. God bless. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> shout out to y'all for real. I love you. I don't know. I think she feels a way. I think that Condola saw what she always knew in the back of her head is that Lawrence really loves Issa. I think there's a part of her that still wants to make a play as well. And I think we see that next week. 
I think the last time we see Condola, she's gonna be at the court um filing child support against Lawrence. Oh damn it. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> nah, but yeah, no, nah, I don't I think she might have a last minute say. Like you just said, I think she might have a last minute say, like, hey, are we sure we can't try this? Um Yeah. You have an infant. I mean, does anything really surprise you? Would, would it surprise you if Lawrence and Condola ended up trying? And it just uh, kinda... no. I wanted them to try. Yeah, I don't think that would surprise I like me. Relationship, you know, for what we saw of it um, leading up to the drunk friend to Thanksgiving last year. I liked the way she spoke of him. Um, and again, she got the adult version of Lawrence that Issa never got. And in that beautiful episode uh, last season, we see her finally get a peek of that a glimpse but it was so short lived, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I see, I see Condola make a last ditch effort. Yeah, nothing's gonna surprise me. And only thing else, that. yeah, only thing that's gonna surprise me is if uh, Issa's with anybody. I think she's gonna end up solo, and I think the series ends with Molly and Issa. How we started it. They're the uh, they're the heartbeat of the show. They're, yeah, Ethiopian they're the spot. <laughs> you said what? At the Ethiopian spot. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Some kind of callback to that. But, you know, it's been a... Uh, we'll have more to say about it, obviously, next week as we wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Final episode of this incredible series. You know, we'll give our thoughts next week on what it's meant to us and this entire ride. But um, that's pretty much it. Rachel, you got anything else? I don't. I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace.